Oh hey, welcome to season two of Faithful Dads, and welcome back if you've already been listening. If you have been listening along so far, we are so thankful. It makes it all the more exciting to know that there are those of you who have been faithfully listening along. You see what I did there? It's been great to have had some positive feedback from the conversations that we've had with different people who have been listening. We're always wanting to hear feedback so that we have a good chance of improving on what we're already doing. So, this season we're moving from doing a weekly episode to doing it fortnightly. This just gives us a bit more of an opportunity to spend time with our families. I'm really looking forward to you listening this season. We've got some really great content that covers some very interesting topics. This is including, but not limited to, marriage, Christmas, caring for our children's hearts, and you'll get to hear three guys discussing their wives' birth stories, so pretty interesting. Lastly, we would really love to hear your ideas in our current episodes and also for ones we could do in the future. You could do this via Facebook and Instagram, at The Faithful Dads Podcast, or you could even send us an email, thefaithfuldadpodcast at gmail.com. The first episode for this season is on marriage. The three of us guys sat down with our wives and chat about many different and interesting things. Enjoy! So Tay's been really worried on the edge of a couch. It's quite high on ours. And Margot stands on it and then holds on to the rack and tries mm-hmm. to reach for toys on I the toy rack. So mm-hmm. I thought, no, Sam, let her go. She fell off it and hit her head on all the Grimm's blocks. <laughs> Hasn't done it yet since. I'm the and best he thinks part. he's trained her into doing, into not doing it. Did she? Adunka day. She inch, the frontal day. lobe has not even developed yet. <laughs> it is scientifically impossible that you have trained her to do that. I know you don't want to hear this, but I agree with Josh. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Fall off once. Learn your lesson. <laughs> no. She learns no lessons. Well, we'll see, won't we? Someone thinks she's a bit delayed. <laughs> No. <laughs> I haven't put her on the couch since then. She can't get on the couch, so yeah. she's and had no opportunity. She hopped down. She was like, last time I was up here, I fell and hit my head on a lot of timber. They have skulls for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> to break them? <laughs> yes, they have spirits also. <laughs> That may brain. be. To protect our brain. Yeah, I don't think it was to protect them from their hair, though. He didn't push her off. That's a good point. Might as well have. This is what happens have a boy. You get callous. So, um, I thought... So, the first question... The first question I would like to ask is um, the wives. So, we have our... Wait, do we, are you going to say... Hey everyone, welcome to Faithful Dads. Do you do that? Oh, hey everybody, Dad's alive. <laughs> do the five. That's literally how it starts every week. Really? Pretty much. <laughs> so, who are you and a little bit about yourself? Let's start with on my left. Uh, my name is Ter. I have been married to Josh for eight and a half years. I... I'm a social worker by trade, but I now spend my time hanging out with our daughter, Margot. Who is not delayed. <laughs> Who is not delayed. Slow to get her teeth. 
doing well in all other aspects. She's also slow to walk and talk. No, she's, she's not. not. She's a normal developing child. <laughs> Maybe I just won a lot. You have high expectations. Mm, okay, well, my name is Kathy, and I am married to Jared for almost four years. Mm-hmm. And I'm Hallie's mum, and I spend my days looking after her. And pre baby, I was finishing off my studies at uni in English lit, I guess. Literature. Lit. Hi, everyone. My name's Jen. I'm married to Chris, and we have a baby named Hugo, who's nearly two. And um, and a second baby named. And we have a second baby named Pinya. Pinya, <laughs> who is still in <laughs> utero. Um, gender, not to be determined. It's determined. We just don't know what it is yet. Um, I spend my days looking after Hugo and our home, and I like to read, and I like coffee, and I like hanging out with my friends. The end. The end. Nice. So I like. I would also like to hear um, a favorite memory of yours in your relationship, and why is it a favorite memory? Who's got one? Well, I don't know if this is my favorite memory, but it's the memory that came to mind first, uh, and it's when Josh and I were doing our pre-marriage counseling prep thing with our pastor, and. He asked us to write down separately something that we would like to change about the relationship. And then we were to share it. And I wrote down that I'd like us to spend more time with people. And Josh wrote down that he'd like us to spend less time with people. (laughs) And I feel like that sums up our relationship well. (laughs) And our pastor, who is a dear friend, turned and just said, well, I'm not really sure what we're going to do about that, but let's move on. <laughs> and there's been many similar moments <laughs> since then. <laughs> Excellent. That's great. I think for us, one of my favourite memories is probably our Europe trip. Hmm. Went to Europe for some months, two months? Yeah, it was like nine weeks. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say too because it was pretty memorable, but... Specifically, Chris, you may not know this about Chris, but he loves Spain and he lived there as a nanny for a year. Manny. Sorry, a manny, just to clarify, he is a man. Um, What? (laughs) um, And it was cool to go with him back to Spain and hang out there and become convinced that it really was as amazing as he always said it was. So now I get to be his backup when he tells people that Spain's really good. That was cool. <laughs> not as unique. Yeah, ours is so cliche. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was real cool when we got married and when we had a baby. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <memories>. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I this is a story that I'm sure will come up in a future podcast and more detail. But when you thought this was us going to be listening to a podcast, <laughs> yeah, but that, that was memory? that was pretty good. But this, this not this memory. Birthing story podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got to pull Hallie out and bring sounds her into the world. It sounds you? real graphic. Yeah. Did actually Coolest moment of my life. With tongs? No. no with my hands. Oh. Yeah. 
Like when we thought Jared would not cope. Yeah, yep. he really got he in there. Rose yep. to the occasion. I got to pull my baby out and give her to Kathy, and Kathy got to say it's a girl. And I proceeded to cry and try and figure out how to wipe my eyes with gunk all over my hands. So. <laughs> oh, yuck. Oh, gunk eyes. Yeah. For a moment there, I was like, so uh, natural or C-section? <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I, know, I now see what happens. They don't let you DIY the C-section. <laughs> He's the scaffold dead to me. <laughs> Just cut along that line there. <laughs> they don't even let you look. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. which I am... Thankful for. We haven't had a C-section, but I can just imagine that's where I would pass out. Yeah. It's an interesting view. Well, did you see it? Well, you know, it's all over. It was, uh, no. Uh, you're not supposed to look. It was weird. I didn't see the inside. I mean, I didn't see anything. <laughs> oh, honestly, though, I get like an alter ego when I go to the hospital. I wanted so bad to be the doctor. <laughs> if someone had left and Ted was already like there... I honestly might have had a go. <laughs> I tried so hard to give her a spina bifida. Pardon? A. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Epidural. Epidural. <laughs> but it goes in the spine. No, it doesn't go in the spine. That's why you're not a doctor. No, it does go in your spine, doesn't it? No, it goes, yeah, it goes in between the... your vertebrae. It doesn't go in the spine. It goes it in goes the canal it... next to it. It goes in the... <laughs> Listen to me. It goes in your spine. <coughs> that was very compelling, but no, it doesn't. It's like on the spine, but not in the middle of the spine. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but like... Seconds of training. So... If Josh. we call the bones the spine, is that so your anything favorite that contained memory? within the bones is your spine, right? Josh. So it technically goes in your spine the same as a drip goes in your arm. So the first question is, what's the connection between being a faithful dad and marriage, if there is one? Is there a connection? What do you all think? Do you think there is a connection? So what we are doing, we are striving to be faithful dads. Mm-hmm. And our conversations try to be around that topic. And this topic is about marriage. Someone might think, what is the connection? Why is, is there a, it does striving so the question, to... why are we talking about marriage? Yeah. What does, right. what does, why is it relevant? Why is, yeah. If it is, maybe it's not. Maybe we've chosen, or oh, I've chosen a bad topic. No, I think it's connected. Okay. I have an answer. Go. Go. Well, I think that what we're talking about, what you guys are always talking about, comes under the umbrella of being faithful in following God. So you do that in your marriage and you do it as a parent. And so in one sense, if you're striving to be faithful in one area of your life, that should affect other areas of your life. But more specifically, to be a faithful dad, you've got to also be a faithful husband. Like the best thing for your kids is for you to be being a faithful husband first to your wife. Because you're called first to be a husband and then to be a father and one feeds into the other. Agreed. You could have one without the other, though. Oh, and, of course, there's scenarios where you, you have to. But I'm just In talking about the best yeah. case scenario, yeah. Best case scenario, you would have someone being a faithful husband, well, faithful um, follower of Jesus, faithful, oh. therefore a faithful husband to their wife, and therefore a faithful father to his children, whole package. Mm. 
Why do you agree, Plate? I'm trying to think of an answer that's not because I agree with everything you just said. But I, <laughs> nothing's coming to mind. If that's your answer, that's fine. <laughs> but I don't mean in a sassy way. I just literally mean like... Well put, Jen. Well put, Jen. Yes. Mm. Anyone want to add anything? Uh, yeah, I agree that obviously there are circumstances where you can be a father and not be married or even in a relationship, or you can be married and not be a father, or you know, any combination of various other things. But, you know, as as husbands, as fathers, as Christians, that is our, I suppose our calling is to be faithful to God, be faithful to our wives, be faithful to our kids. And I think that sounds like a pretty good description of what at least the three of us guys think a faithful dad is. So you can be, you can still strive to be a faithful dad without marriage. Yep. Yeah, yeah I mean, if it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> if you are a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> like if you're a Christian single dad for yep. whatever reason, yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be faithful yeah. because you don't have a wife. Yep. It's just if you do have a wife, then you should also be faithful. I just think because we three are married. Yeah, and that's it. I, I can't speak to being a faithful dad as a single parent because you could. But that's the podcast, right? Like the podcast is what yeah is about the three of you yeah. pursuing faithfulness mm. as dads. Like you're yeah. not speaking about what other people should do. Or even or necessarily their... talking from much experience of being a dad. Yeah. Well, and like... if you'd like more information, you should listen to the intro, the big intro. Mm. Oh, we haven't heard I that. will. But either way, I look forward to it. there is a connection between marriage yes. and faithful dadhood. Yeah. Well, I think the big connection is that we're just trying to be like Christ in both of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think you could listen. Like my brother said, oh, do you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, right. <laughs> and I said, and he goes, what's it about? I said, oh, like being a dad. And he said, is it religious? <laughs> I said, sort of. It'd make more sense if you were religious as well, listening to it. He was like, mm. <laughs> and I think like you could glean information out of it almost that would be helpful for someone who was irreligious. I think also we accidentally fall into thinking of parenting and marriage as separate areas. Mm. I think particularly for mums, we think, oh, I can either spend my time pouring into my marriage or pouring into my children, and if I'm spending time on my kids, then I'm not spending time with my husband and vice versa. And we forget that spending time on your marriage is spending time on your children mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. it benefits them directly and it's the most mm-hmm. valuable thing for your parenting is mm-hmm. to spend time on your marriage. And so we have to not think of them as like almost uh, opponents to one another mm-hmm. but rather mm-hmm. as partners. And even, like, the way that you parent your children is service of your husband as well. Like, Mm. yeah. That is true. I definitely, when people ask about Jen and Hugo and how things are going, you know, there have been students at school that are like, when's Mrs. Henbury coming back? Mm. And in my head I'm like, well, she's not coming back. She's looking after my son and, oh, my goodness, how blessed am I to have a wife that's like, I want to put everything I have mm. into my son and 
for me, my son is getting that attention from his mother. It's just, it's just a huge blessing. It's really great. Mm. But also, yeah. like, even just at a practical level, if when you help Hugo to learn to obey, that helps me. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. That's a service to you. Yeah. 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 That's really good. So, why did you even get married in the first place? That's a good question. Why did we get married? That's right. Just raw animal attraction. (laughs) Wow. Please cut that. (laughs) This is the power Chris holds. (laughs) (laughs) What it gets included. How many like stupid things I've said, and I'm just like. After you edited the first one, I was like, don't do this, get in a kiss. <laughs> Cutting that? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, has these, Chris has all these collections of like little, like three second yeah. grabs from stuff he's cut and that'll play for me. And that'll be one. That dude is getting a kiss. <laughs> so why did we get married in the first place? Yeah. Love. I can't remember, but <laughs> <laughs> why did I? I think I just wanted to get married. I think that like it's an exciting picture. I mean, like mm. it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. So it's not surprising that we would desire it. Is it like, worth pointing out, particularly for you guys, how young you guys were when you got married? Fourteen. only because it's not the typical thing so there might be lots of people that are like Mm. the same age that wouldn't necessarily be like yep we're gonna get married yeah like we were both well Jen, Josh and I we're all the same age married (laughs) the three three of us were all friends throughout our high school experiences all going to different high schools slash leaving high school and so we're all the same age when Josh and Tear got married and Chris and I got married with a three-week gap in between yeah. <laughs> the weddings. Yes, yeah, so we were all, like, 18 when we got engaged, 19 when we got married. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess people were probably like, why are you doing that? It didn't make sense to me. Like, I had a conversation. <laughs> Tear Well, no, m- mostly that Jen was keen to get married at, mm-hmm. at that age. I, I had a conversation with both her mum and dad, and was like, hey, you know, do you think that she's ready for marriage? Or I forget the exact exact conversation, but it was basically, she's 19, or, you know, she's 18 turning 19. Do you think it's a wise choice? Do you think that it should be, do you think that she should be let to, you know, experience different things or whatever? Do you think it's, you know, maybe not the best choice at this time in her age? Do you think she might be just doing it out of excitement or something like that? And um, anyway, I had a good conversation with them and they, and I had, I also had the conversation with Jen as well. And yeah, I just think <laughs> she was just excited. <laughs> she was just ready for marriage, just ready to have that be the next phase in her life. And I didn't understand that because I was, am six and a half years older and I had done, I wasn't ready at 19 to get married. Yeah. You were like, there was a lot of experiences that you had that, you were afraid that I might miss out on or something or just because they were valuable to you. But it would just, I wasn't interested in wasting any time Mm -hmm. doing stuff by myself when I knew I wanted to marry you specifically 
and knew that anything that I wanted to experience, I wanted to experience as your wife. I think it is just how you view marriage. Like, yeah. Like, I think to some people it's something that, like, gets in the way of stuff, whereas Mm -hmm. to me it's something that, like, enhances stuff. Like, it... Yeah. And the Bible doesn't paint a picture of waiting till... The time is right. Yeah. Like, obviously, you don't just get married when you're, like, six or anything. But, like, (laughs) it definitely doesn't paint this picture of, like, once you have your life in order, then then you shall bride. Mm. It's more a picture of, like, once you've found Mm. your person, then the... Like the act of faithfulness is to get married. Yeah. Like when we got married, we were not exactly rich nope. or established. Still are. <laughs> we're way more established than we were, though. Oh yeah, just not rich. <laughs> we're not rich. That's fine. We don't need to be rich. No. I don't think rich in Christ here is rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very relative. <laughs> we're all we're all very white people living in this world. So I think one of the reasons for me to get married is I feel like I was someone who had a whole lot of love to give and um, I think it could have been misplaced if I hadn't got married. Mm. I think also, I mean, I'm speaking for at least the four of us who got married similar time, but probably also for Jared and Kathy, I'm just presuming, that we were surrounded by examples of good marriages where people were doing the biblical marriage thing and with kids and enjoying it and, mm. or at least being faithful and mm. making it look like something attractive. That's a good point. <laughs> Definitely. Which is just a plug. Go to church, people. There's also a sense of like, why wouldn't we get married? Yeah. Like we were at the point where I was like, well, we love each other. We're old enough and capable of getting married. Why wouldn't we get married? Mm. Especially if you think of it as, like, it's the same point at which most non-Christian couples would move in together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Bit yeah. more serious, though. Yeah, but, like, it's a point where it's, well, let's take the next step as a couple. Mm. Yeah. And that next step, we believe, is to, to commit and, yeah. and then be in it for the long haul. Yeah. Let it also be noted that we also, lo- like, we loved each other a lot. We weren't just like, yeah, we love each other. Let's get married. It was... <laughs> Like, like, I actually liked you enough to get married to you, is that what you mean? She was Yeah, sure, like, thanks. <laughs> I liked you enough to get married to you, I guess. What do you mean? Well, I just mean, like, it wasn't just a... It wasn't like I'd met you for two weeks. No. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm no just... it wasn't. But it's not like, oh, well, I haven't got something better to do. Yeah. Like, why not get married? Yeah, sure. Jared's <laughs> trying to say yeah. he was passionately okay. in love. Yeah. It wasn't like, why not, like, YOLO. It was like, why wouldn't we? Because we love each other a yeah. lot, and this is the logical next step. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> so what was marriage like before kids, Josh? Oh, I'd always say it was a little bit... I don't know whether you're going to agree with this. Probably why. <laughs> But I would say it was definitely more like solo. Like, Taya was like living her part of the marriage. I was living my part of the marriage. And my part of it looked a lot like being a big, strong businessman. And then I think that after it, 
I think we definitely have come together on something that we find interesting. Our daughter. That's but beautiful. We, we don't have a lot of interests that overlap. No, we have very few shared interests. And when we were getting married, lots of people said, don't do it. They did. <laughs> Either with their eyes or with their mouth. They <laughs> did it anyway. No one whose opinion mattered. And uh, now you hey. run a marriage thing. And now we are speaking <laughs> at a marriage <laughs> weekend away. I can't wait. Hilarious. Well, I mean, it's. I was going to say this in answer to the other question, but it seems so, like, specific that I don't know if it's of any use to anyone. But, like, in terms of why did you get married, it sounds very corny, but I at least just felt so sure that that's what God mm. had intended. Like, Josh and I are not very compatible people. Like, we, it's not like we... Like the classic couple or anything. Like we, we don't. It was sort of like this had to be for a reason, if that makes sense. So it was like a real Dwight and Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Dwight and Pam. I love the image of you as Dwight. Do you know what I mean, though? Like you wouldn't. You would just think put you together. Why? (laughs) Toby and Phyllis. What? I think it's more Dwight and actually get together. Dwight and what's he face? Exactly. Yeah, because they're really like. Um, yeah, anyway, why are we talking about this? But yes, the office is king. Um, yeah. So it just felt, and like at the beginning of our relationship, like I wouldn't have said it was necessarily overly. Like before we started dating, we talked about getting married. We both wanted the same things out of marriage, so we dated to see if we could get married. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we're so into each other that we can't even like. Standard and blah, blah, blah. And all of that, like, occurred throughout our dating relationship. But, like, it started from kind of an unusual place, I suppose. I don't know. I remember... Josh, sorry. I was going to say, you say it because it's about you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that I remember, like, you being, like, like, I had to get up at 5 o'clock the next morning to go to work. And at 10 o'clock, trying to, like, text you, and then you get that message saying, you're out of credit. Getting out of bed, getting dressed, driving to the servo, <laughs> buying $5 worth of credit, driving home, getting back in to bed, saying, are you still up? I just had to get credit. That's adorable. <laughs> that is so yeah. cute. I mean, our relationship was super cute. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not denying that. I think, I think this stems from... One of the differences between you two is that Josh is much more emotionally caught up in stuff. Yeah. Out of the two of you. So Ted sounds very level-headed talking about it. Josh, level-headed would not be one of the things I would use to describe him, especially when it comes to love. (laughs) He's looking offended right now. He's a very passionate person. He's looking passionately <laughs> offended. Is this because you rejected my advances? <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> Is that what it was? Let the record okay. show. Okay. Throughout most of high school, Josh was Why very into Jen. Why are we getting into this on the we cannot put this on the podcast. Well, we'll see. Why not? It adds some character. I don't even remember how we got there, but the point is... It's, you said it was a passionless don't, marriage. No, I did not say that. I was talking about when we were 17 and started dating. Um, 
But you were talking about how we don't have a lot of shared interests. So I just think our marriage is very intentional. Like we are committed to the marriage together and get a huge amount of joy out of seeing God's design for marriage in action. But you were saying that you feel like having a child has brought about a uniting experience in our shared love of her. And I think, like, in all fairness, like, Josh and I are quite complementary. Like, we're extremely different from one another, but, yeah, very complementary. And I, but I think that we have benefited from, um, like, from our different upbringings and our different interests and our different skills because mm. you can't just, like, sit in that and be complacent and, mm. like, rely on your shared interests to get you through your marriage. Like, you have to be totally intentional about everything that you do and you have to discuss every element and actually to choose, like, choose what, what you as a family believe or, or want to do or how you want to spend your time rather than just relying on how you've always done it. Because hmm. I think it's harder but better. Like, hmm. you can't just, like, when there's a row, you can't just, like, go rock climbing and sort it out. Like, you have to go and pursue that person's heart hmm. and know them how they need to be pursued. Mm. You really have to school yourself on your spouse. Like everyone has to school mm. themselves on their spouse, but it just becomes, it's really obvious when they're so different from you. Mm. It's hard work, but definitely worthwhile. Mm. What was marriage like before kids for you guys? Busy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think our marriage has changed radically <clears throat> from. We get less sleep. We get less sleep for sure. And I think um, probably not just because we had a baby, but I would say it's like a good 60% of the reason why our life has become a bit more slow this year. Mm. Like we, when we were married without, a, without Hallie, we probably were home maybe two nights a week yeah. mm. if yep. we were lucky. Um, and other nights we would be out. Um and we were really busy on the weekends, yeah. and and so since having Hallie in a weird way, we've actually had more time together. Mm. Like we actually have most of our nights during the week at home, just the two of us. Our weekends are much more relaxed. So that's been really lovely, mm. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I think I think we're more intentional with our time now. Like I think we are. Yeah, time careful really not to overload ourselves and careful not to just make plans about who we want to see over, you know, who we need to be caring for and who we need mm. to be looking after now. Because I think that now there's the recognition that the person that we have to care for the most, mm. like, obviously, we have to care for one another. We also have to care for Hallie. Yeah. And, like, Hallie has needs that need to be prioritised in a way that is going to shape what we mm -hmm. do in a way that's different to when we didn't have yeah. a baby. And I also think now, like, yeah, like the way we spend our time is different because time feels really precious now. Mm. Like there's not – like we go to bed earlier because <laughs> we need more sleep, yeah. which means we have less time of an evening. So things just feel more costly and mm. precious. Nice. I think something that's changed – the biggest thing that's changed for me is I want – to be at home mm. more. Mm. 
it's not to say that before I was avoiding home, but, you know, I want to finish work as early as I can to come mm. home. I don't want to leave for work because I prefer to stay home and hang out with mm. Hugo and Jen. So I think that's the biggest biggest change, which means that extracurricular activities are, have been cut or minimised or just not done anymore for that reason. Mm. Um, I think that marriage for me before we had Hugo was much more selfish. Not that I am that much less selfish now, but that the process of motherhood has been an acceleration of character growth for me, especially in how my selfishness in our marriage, I think. And I think Chris also would agree with that. So in the sense that motherhood has been incredibly sanctifying, I think that that has had a huge impact on how I relate and how much I demand from Chris and how much I expect him to meet my needs and uh, just, I guess, when I guess any time that the Lord causes you to grow as a person, it then has a filtering out effect on your relationships and especially your closest ones mm. that of, with your husband. So, mm. Yeah, I think it's only, yeah, sure, it's like it's different circumstantially. Lots of circumstances are different and we're much more tired and much less able to stay up late chatting or, you know, do the stuff we used to do, but that doesn't really matter, I think. And thus ends part one of our marriage episode. I told you it was going to be interesting. Tune in next fortnight for part two. And as always, hit up our Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Dads to give us your thoughts on our conversation. We would genuinely love to hear from you. We would also love it if you shared this podcast with someone you know and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app so others have a better chance of finding it. See you next episode. We are three dads who are doing the podcast. We are three dads who are trying to be faithful, yeah.